the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Dr. David Anderson, senior pastor and founder of Bridgeway Community Church in Columbia, Maryland. And I am so glad that you are tuned in now to our new special Saturday edition of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. You're going to hear conversations from recent talks where I've connected with radio listeners just like you to help them build bridges of reconciliation, race, religion, relationships. Are you ready? Let's get started. I'm going to move on to Alexandria, Virginia and talk to Anonymous who's on the line. Hi, Anonymous. It's Dr. Anderson. How are you? Hi, Dr. Anderson. Good. How are you? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging with me. What are you thinking? Um, I'm thinking a lot of things. Uh, I don't even know where to start, but, um, I mean, I, I think I know, um, some of the answers to, to my questions, but, um, basically I'm going through a very difficult time in my marriage Mm -hmm. and I feel like, you know, it's my fault, but also I was pushed into, this really terrible decision that I decided to um, make, okay. and um, I, I, ha- I ended up having an affair. Okay. Um, and of course, my husband found out, mm. and it's just—it's been a recent thing. It's been about two months now. Okay. And it's—it's it's really painful. Um, What's been um, two months? Course, him. What's been two months since he found since out, he, or since you've been having the affair? Since, since he found out. Understand. Okay, continue on. And um, he—he's not talking to me, of course. And I mean, we're sleeping on the same bed. We, we're in the mm-hmm. same household. We have a son. He's fifteen. Okay. Um, and have you ended we've the been affair? Married for twenty-four years. Okay. Have you ended the I'm affair? Sorry? Have you ended the affair? Oh yes. So absolutely. That, that's absolutely. over. It was just a one it was a one time thing. I mean, I've known the, the guy since I was um fourteen. Okay. Um so he, he was a friend. Um and I mean it's it's done and over with. Okay. And what about uh, counseling? Have you and your husband sat with someone to talk this through, or is he too mad to talk it through with somebody? He's really mad. He 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 says really. I mean, I feel like I'm emotionally broken. Like yeah. my, I have no soul at this moment, mm-hmm. and because mm-hmm. he's every day, you know, I I have to hear him. Mm-hmm. I have to hear a lot of things, and. I don't. I don't need to because it doesn't really make me a bad person. Um, but I'm staying, and I and I sometimes I don't say anything because of my. I feel like I need to be there for my son. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I I don't know what to do. I've asked him to let's go to a pastor to our church. Mm-hmm. Uh, we stopped going to church. Um, back 
about a year ago. Okay. Um, and uh, he he doesn't want to talk about it. He says that nothing, absolutely nothing, at this moment will change anything. Yeah. So he's in he's in so he's in shock right now. This is the bottom line, anonymous. He's in shock. He's upset. His manhood has been attacked, and he doesn't know what to do. So he lashes out at you, and he probably says very damaging things about you and this other person. All right, that's this is his way of getting back at you, and it hurts you deeply because you can't move on. But right now, he's just so hurt he can't move on. So I, I think you've got a couple of options here. You know, if you would have come to him and kind of outed yourself, it would have maybe changed some things. But he found out you got caught. So, you know, it's it's bad. I know you've probably already repented before God and before him and you just wish it never happened. But here you are. You're here. Right. Do I have it right so far? Yes. Okay. So then you're like, well, what am I going to do then? If you're going to keep acting like this, not forgive me or whatever, maybe I should just be gone. Uh, But you got your son there as well. And so you're kind of stuck. Uh, right now. Am I right so far? Absolutely. So what I would say is I would say stick it out through the the holidays because that's going to be uh, difficult. All right. And if you can get through the holidays, I'm going to tell you what to do in the new year. But I need you to hold on so I can get through this break. So please hold on just one minute and I'll be right back. Dr. Anderson would love for you to join his public figure Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson on Facebook, and when you see his smiling face, click like. It's a great way for you to connect with and follow Dr. Anderson. Plus, you can watch Real Talk with Dr. Anderson's radio program live or search past episodes. Real Talk with Dr. Anderson on Facebook. Join the group today. Now back to the phone lines. I'm with Anonymous on the phone right now from uh, uh, Alexandria, Virginia. And Anonymous, for those that missed it, uh, you and your husband are in a tough place. You had an affair, got caught. It's been a couple of months since he's known about it, and he's not treating you uh, graciously or forgivingly right now because he's hurt. You have a 15-year-old. You want to know what to do. Um, One of the things I was saying before the break is I think you need to give him more time because it's just raw and he hurts. Uh, I think as you just continue to serve him, as you continue to be as loving as you can be, uh, but give him space. He needs that space, and you need to give it to him. You really do. you got to give him, give him space to be mad, angry, uh, and go through those emotions. Don't, get, don't run out right now saying, you know what, I, I feel ashamed already. I don't need to hear any more of you put, throwing this back in my face, so I'm out of here. If you don't want me, I'm out of here. I think there becomes a time when you maybe you do that, where you say, okay, I've had enough. We need to put this to an end. But I don't think two months is enough time. So that's the first thing. But let's okay. say let's say you get to the new year, you get through the holidays, you get through a couple more months of this. Then I think you do have to prepare yourself for a conversation that goes something like this. Honey, listen, I screwed up. I can't even say I'm sorry anymore. But what I can say is I need you to forgive me. And if if you're going to forgive me, then let's sit down with somebody that can help us put the pieces back together again. Or you go sit down and talk to somebody. But I'm going to tell you what I can't do. I can't spend the rest of our lives reliving this because you're mad or you don't want to move forward because I can't take this anymore. You know, maybe this is part of the reason why I jumped out. I don't know, but I'd like to figure it out. And I can't figure it out if you're always doing this and you're never going to forgive me. So tell me now, do you want us to be together or do you not want us to be together? 
And I think that's a very important conversation to have. Not now, because he hasn't had enough time to have a tantrum. Okay, he needs, you got to give him some months to have a tantrum. This is shocking to him. But after that time is over, at some point, he's going to have to get to a place where he forgives you and says, now let's work on, work on what is broken. What do you think about that, Anonymous? Um, I, 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 you're, you're absolutely right. Um, I mean, I've talked to a couple of my friends and they said that time will tell. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Time will either cure, um, my relationship or, uh, it will tell me that we both need to move, move on. Mm-hmm. And um, so, I mean, I I, I agree 100% with you, time. But sometimes I feel so lonely. I feel so – it's hard to describe how I feel. Mm -hmm. Um, And so sometimes, you know, he every weekend he he goes who knows where. Sometimes he doesn't come home. Sometimes he comes home like 4 in the morning. And sometimes he comes home drunk. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and he never drank in 24 years that I've been with him yeah. until now. See, he, doesn't, and, he doesn't have the support he needs. He doesn't have a small group. He doesn't have church. He stopped, he stopped that a year ago. So he's out there grasping at straws. He may be trying to get you back or do things that, you know, are not healthy for him. And you know, I can't solve that for you. You can't even solve it for him. He's just in so much pain that uh, he's trying to f- figure all of this out. And he's trying to hurt you. Uh, in some ways, but you know, this is where you're going to have to hold. Well, he is. Yeah. This is where you're going to have to hold steady and you're going to have to be prayerful and ask God to get your husband back for you. Just God, please just protect him while he's out. Uh, bring him back. Protect me when he's in, uh, you know, cause it's tough. Now, again, I'm not telling you stay forever or don't worry about it. Let him abuse you. You're, you're not hearing that from me. I know how difficult it must be for you right now because you're not only dealing with your shame and guilt, you're dealing with loneliness. What you want from him more than anything else is to hold you uh, and cry with you and try to put this thing back together again. And that's what I'm hoping will happen in time. And that's what we need to be praying for. Okay. 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 Can I pray for you now? Yes, please. Lord Jesus, along with my listeners, I pray with Anonymous, for Anonymous, for her husband, even for her 15-year-old child. Yes, Lord, uh, she has sinned and she's acknowledged it. Well, God, we know you forgive her. and We're asking that you would allow him, the uh, her husband, the strength to forgive her and that this marriage could be better in the latter years than in the former years and that they each would own their part, that he would even own whatever piece he has played in all of this. So we just pray, God, that you would do a great work in this family and for specifically anonymous, let her know that you haven't left her, you haven't forsook her, and you are there for her to be her husband, even when her husband can't be. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. God bless you, Anonymous. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. What is complaining? Well, first of all, the definition of complaining is expressing dissatisfaction 
or annoyance about a state of affairs or an event. So you're 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 expressing your dissatisfaction. Um, that's that's what it is. I think we've all done that before. Uh, are there some rules around it? Is there somewhere where Scripture kind of helps us to deal with this? Well, a couple of Scriptures that just remind us that this is God's will, that we are not a complaining kind of a person. It says in Philippians 2, verses 14 through 15, Do everything without complaining or arguing, so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation in which you shine like stars in the universe. God is saying, uh, do everything without complaining or arguing. So there you have it. Uh, For those of you writing down scriptures, Philippians chapter 2, verses 14 and 15. Go read that on your own. And then you can also read 1 Peter 4, 9. Listen to what it says. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. (laughs) Did you get it? Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. So if you take those two texts together, who among us doesn't need to repent? Who among us doesn't need to go to God and say, God, I'm so sorry. You said do everything without complaining and arguing. Oops. You said uh, offer hospitality and serve other people without grumbling. Oops. Anybody guilty, just raise your hand in your car, raise your hand in your kitchen, wherever you are. Just say, yes, Lord, I'm guilty. And I ask you not only to forgive me, but give me wisdom uh, from the word of God today. All right. Hello, Aridia. Dr. Anderson here. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you for taking my call. My pleasure. What are you thinking today? Uh, well, I have to confess. My niece called me a complainer this morning, and I think she's right because you're talking about the same thing <laughs> that happened to me this morning. Oh, wow. Confirmation. What? Yeah, well, I am a complainer in a normal way because it's you in my house and you Stay in the house all day long. Mm-hmm. You don't do nothing but watch TV. And I walk in and the house is dirty. The bathroom is dirty. Mm-hmm. Why should I, should I complain? Well, here's the question. Is it complaining or is it directing? In other words. No, uh, it's, direct, it, it's directing. I say, this bathroom needs to be clean. What mm-hmm. have you been doing the whole day here today? So here's the thing. If Very you, nicely. If you can move from complaining to directing. Or from complaining to um, goal setting. In other words, get agreement. Uh, so uh-huh. if if you say, hey, listen, today I want you to clean the bathrooms, then you come home, now and the bathrooms aren't clean, now you're confronting them for something they did not do. But if you were expecting huh. if you're expecting them to do it, but you don't tell them, then they're gonna be watching TV not thinking anything's wrong and then you come home and start talking about it that's going to come off as complaining to them do you understand yes she called me the i see auntie you complain too much mm-hmm. yeah. so go so from i am guilty well that's okay but you learn something go from complaining to directing or agreement get agreement on what they're going to do so then when you come home you can praise them for doing it and if they don't do it then you can uh confront them for not doing it but now you're not complaining you're directing what do you think about that so should i do like i used to do with my children i, I made them at least what they need to do and put in the refrigerator absolutely but get agreement on it say okay what things are you going to agree to do i'm going to put the list on the refrigerator and by the time it's five o'clock i want these to be done do you agree with that? If they say, yes, I agree, uh, now you have agreement. So there's nothing to complain over. Later, it's either going to be a confrontation because they didn't do it, or it's going to be praise because they did do it. So it's a much better way to go. What do you think about that? Oh, my God. Yes, I love to talk to you because I, I was my heart was heavy. 
Well, so now I was calling the complainant, well, and I thought that I was right. Well, there you go. Now you're good to go. God bless you. Thanks for listening. This is Rich Becker, producer of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. The radio ministry of Real Talk with Dr. Anderson is made possible by the generosity of listeners like you. If this nonprofit ministry is a blessing to you, will you prayerfully consider partnering with us? With an ongoing monthly gift of $30 or more, you'll become a Real Talk partner. As a way of saying thank you, we would love to send you a signed copy of Dr. Anderson's book, Gracism. Thank you for making this important ministry possible. We can't do it without you. Visit andersonspeaks.com and simply click the donate button to support Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. That's andersonspeaks.com. All right, let's go to Laurel, Maryland and talk to Tiffany, who's on the line. Hi, Tiffany. It's Dr. Anderson. How are you? Hi, Dr. Anderson. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thanks for calling. I'm doing great. So what are you thinking? So I actually have a relative that is currently residing with me temporarily. Actually, it's been for a few months. Okay. And this person happens to be a complainer. Okay. And I have been listening to the complaints of this person for quite some time. Mm-hmm. But the issue is, while this person is um, steadily complaining, Mm-hmm. Uh, there is no effort to make any changes right. um, in regards to what they are complaining about. Right. And I have tried my very best to provide some um, guidance or, mm-hmm. you know, advice as to what they can do or should be doing to change their situation. However, mm-hmm. falling on deaf ears. Right. And this is a relative, so it's harder for me to just, you know, walk away and right. say, hey, deal with it on your own. Right. Or, you know, help that continuously having to help that person has become daunting that's on right. myself. That's so I'm right. wondering what I can do or what steps I could take or say um, to no longer be um, annoyed <laughs> right. more or less by the complaining. It's, it's a great question. It happens all the time. People end up being sappers in our life with an S, a sapper, which means they complain so much that they literally drain the energy out of us and we find ourselves trying to avoid them because it pulls the energy out of us. We need some zappers in our life. That's with the Z. People who zap you with energy when you interact with them, you're happy to see them. It gives you energy when you've left them. And so one of the things that you can do, I'll give you two things, but one of the things you can do is make sure you have some more zappers in your life with the Z, Tiffany. That's one thing because that will give you some more energy. And then two, limit the number of sappers or the time that you are with sappers. So if this person is a relative and they live with you, uh, you can still limit some of your time with them by the room you go to. But then how do you deal with them when you're talking to them? So they're complaining, they're complaining, they're complaining. Um, What you could do is ask them the question, hey, listen, are you looking for a solution or for my response? Or do you really just want me to listen uh, as you uh, complain? And that will at least let them know that they ought to think about what they're saying and they can reflect back to you what they want. They may just want you to listen because they haven't had anybody to talk to all day long. All right. And so that helps, you know, I'm not even going to get into the problem solving side of it. I'm not going to use my energy to try to tell them what to do to fix it because they're not interested in fixing it. You see, some people complain and grumble and they actually don't want to fix the problem because if they ever fix the problem, then they wouldn't have that to complain about anymore. 
Right. You know what I'm okay. saying? So what do you think about yes. that? Limiting your time with them. And then when you are talking to them, clarifying what they want you to do in the situation. You want me to just sit and listen? Uh, I can be a listening ear. Uh, or are you looking for a solution? Are you with me? Yes, I am. Definitely. Thank you so much for the feedback. I appreciate it. You're I'll definitely put that into practice. Excellent, Tiffany. Thanks for hanging with me. So what kind of complainers do we have? First of all, complainer number one, grumblers. These are the ones that have an ongoing chronic uh, spirit of complaining, like uh, our last caller talked about living with a relative. These are the ones they never seem to be satisfied. They are chronic complainers, and they keep the story going. What I mean is they're talking about it now, and then something else will happen, uh, and then um, like you're driving in a car to church. They're talking about it on the way to church. You go to church, experience church, you get back in the car, and they pick the story up right where they left off. I mean, grumblers just kind of keep the rumble going. All right. And so uh, one of the things I think is important to understand is some people have the file open on their computer and they never uh, get out of it. They never hit the X up in there in the corner there. Uh, Sometimes they may minimize it so they can have dinner or church or whatever. And then they open it back up again. And they're more comfortable grumbling than they are goal setting. So what do you do with someone who's wired their brain to such a degree that their default pattern is grumbling and complaining? That's the first of three kinds of complainers. I'm going to help you get through some of this, but right now I want to make sure to take uh, some more phone calls, but I still hope you're following me throughout the show so you can get down these scriptures and these tips and these kinds of complainers and how to deal with each of them. 888-432-432. 7434. That is my number. If you want to call me, I have a couple of open lines. Let's go to Fort Washington, Maryland now and talk to Roy, who's on the line. Hi, Roy. It's Dr. Anderson. How are you? Hey, good, Dr. Anderson. You know what? I, and I think you just answered my question with the last caller. Mm-hmm. You know, because, you know, when, um, particularly when I'm with my wife and we're in the car and, and, she, and she makes a statement. Mm hmm. You know, and and I'm when you make a statement, I'm kind of opinionated. And then she would call me a complainer, but I, now I got it. You know, she's actually complaining, and mm-hmm. we, and I think my role now is not to say nothing. <laughs> you know, and you know, not that not that when you said uh-huh. that when you answered the last call, the light okay. went on. I'm not. I, I'm yeah. So that was that. That's my role now, because I, I'm like, wait a minute, what is she talking about? Then I want to. You know, kind of correct her, but then I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, now I know. Now, yeah, she's complaining, but not say anything. Right. So you just give verbal clues, like, mm, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just give yeah. her ver- now, verbal now I clues. Know to leave it alone, even though I might have an expert opinion, but just leave it alone. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Okay. God bless you, Roy. Thanks a lot. Triple eight four three Bridge Levon. I believe I've got the name. Right is on the line from Washington D.C. Hi, Levon. This is Doctor Anderson. How are you? Fine, thank you. How are you? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Did I say your name correctly, sir? Yes, you did. All yes, right. Did. God bless you, man. Tell me what you're thinking today. Well, what I'm thinking. I have a friend who complains all the time. Mm-hmm. He complains so bad. Uh, I'll give you two examples. His doctor asked him not to come back to him again. Why? He complained so bad. Are you serious? Because he complains. He called. Yes. He <laughs> complains that this hurts, this hurts. Call and text the doctor 24-7. The doctor <laughs> asked him 
not to come back again. Wow, that's messed that's the up. First instance. That's messed up. Yeah. Second, second instance. He bought a dog. Okay. He complained about the dog. Then the dog barks too much. Mm-hmm. My goodness, it's a dog. It's a dog. Mm-mm-mm. I had to stop my friendship with him because I just got tired of hearing the complaints. Mm. Does he know why? You, of it. Does he know why you paused your friendship with him? No, he doesn't. Uh-huh. He should by now. Uh, well, because but- I'm just, I'm just tired. Everything, every day is a complaint. <laughs> See, that's why I have my show. So y'all could come on and just get that steam out. Sometimes you got to get the steam out. But, LaVon, just be ready. Uh, when you react, when you interact with him again, just be ready to maybe, if he asks you, where you been, man? What you been doing? Say, you know what, brother? I love you to death, but I just got wore out. You, you wore me out with your complaining. I just needed, yeah. I just needed a break. Can, uh, can you talk to him like that or you can't? Yeah, I can talk to him like that, but it doesn't do any good because I f-ing told him this. Mm. He'll complain if the sun come. He'll complain if the sun go come up too early. He'll <laughs> now that's hilarious! Oh my god, he is mad. Oh lord, I'm telling you, you just don't know. And oh. I try to hold our friendship because we're from the same hometown, right? And he doesn't have many friends. He's retired. He sits home and look at the four walls. He thought the dog would be the solution, but the dog wasn't the solution. He complained on the dog and gave the dog back. Oh, wow. Even the, Man, even the dog left? Come on, man. Hey, look, LeVon, this, <laughs> this is what I want you to do. Just remember, he's getting older, and so sometimes people get older, they, they talk more. So to handle what you can, but that's why I said, you know, you, sometimes you got to limit your time with people who sap you, and it sounds like you've done that with him. So that's good. Get you, give you, have, give yourself have. a break, LeVon. You're doing the right thing for now. You've been listening to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, Weekend Edition, a ministry of Bridgeway Community Church. We would love to have you join us Sunday mornings at our campus in Columbia, Maryland at 8 a.m., 10 a.m., and noon, or at our Owings Mills Reisterstown, Maryland campus at 10.30 a.m. You can also join us online at www.bridgeway.cc. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson airs live weekdays on this station and is ready to take your calls. Tune in at 3 p.m. weekdays on WAVA 105.1 FM. For details and directions to Sunday services, please visit www.bridgeway.cc or call 410-992-5832. We hope to see you tomorrow at church. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.